Used to wake up at dawn, check my Nikes for roaches, wipe the coat up out my eye, light up tree to fight the notion I was far from getting on. Now it's looking like I'm chosen, huh? Running so hard, you think I'm trying, bust a Trojan, but I know, yeah, I know it's approaching like I copied and pasted from prophets and sages how to penetrate hearts. So what a jot on a page, I might reposition stars and the thoughts in the space. You get conviction mixed with art when I hop on the stage and believe we need healing, planet beasts. Killing some up him, bleeds feeling it's deeper than ain't spilling. Yeah, every time I speak, reveal it. I think brilliant, and I'ma reach a million of souls with these lines so precisely designed that it might seem divine. On the road to perdition, the blind lead the blindness on the screen and in the sky. Everywhere I see the sun, let go. I see the signs and I'm moving. I see the signs and I'm moving. I see the signs and I'm moving. As quickly as I can now. What's up, Internet? It's good to be doing these podcasts again. I recorded an episode on Friday, August the 12th. Today is Sunday, August the 14th. I recorded another podcast today. Um, I decided, because my intro was so bad uh, on Fridays, that I was going to cut that intro. Um, and that is going to be the intro to this episode which is technically episode number 50, but as you'll notice, episodes 2, 10, 12, 13, 15, 17, 19, 24, and 31 are all unlisted and unpublished. Um, I just didn't, I didn't do a good enough job and I wasn't ready uh, for for the internet. So um, I did take down some episodes. the episode 30 or episode 1 of the balancing act is not on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Apple Podcasts. That one is only on YouTube. It's called um, Stop Talking About It, Start Being About It. Um, also, episode 39 was a marathon episode, so you could count that as like two or three episodes. Uh, and then ep- episode 14, which was the last time Kenny, who is the guest for this episode... Uh, the last time he was on was January 2nd, 2021, so it was good to have him back on. Um, I'm getting, I got him on um, because he had been on twice, but it, it had never been just me and him. I also want to get Reezy and Simi B on um, because they've both been on the podcast, but they haven't been one-on-one with me. Uh, and then also the podcast that I did today was with my dad, um, but I'm going to shoot a different intro for that. But I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kenny. Um, I did. Um, I appreciate you, Kenny, aka Coach Gray, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. What you got for us tonight, Kenny? <laughs> uh, well, hello, everybody. Uh, it is a pleasure to be back. Out of here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's a pleasure, pleasure to be here tonight, and a pleasure to be back. Uh, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little more comfortable, um, like... I was still, I was like very beginner with the podcast and as I'm, I am rusty, but I do, as far as my vision and like what I want to accomplish with the podcast, uh-huh. I do feel like that's more refined and I like, I know what my goals are yeah. and I have certain things that I'm not going to always like harp on those things, but they're uh-huh. I'm always going to circle back to certain, <laughs> certain things, you know, and your um, roots. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So. Anyways, but 
the first thing that I want to hear about whenever I get a guest on is just whatever you want to talk about. What's been on your mind lately? Um, what do you feel about just the current state of the world? And then also, you know, you know, I just like to talk about the deep stuff. Like, what do you think is our purpose in life? What do you think, uh, like, we're here to do, you know, as humanity? Those are the types of questions that I, you know, that I like to discuss. Yeah. So just it's given just been, that, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Yeah, um, it's just been crazy as far as the energy and... Um, I mean, it's been crazy forever, but it kind of ramped up with COVID, right? Yeah, it's just, it's really like becoming a wormhole, like a black hole almost. It's like, as far as the energy and the vibe, it's like, everybody is not focused as they once was. Um, Why do you think that is? Um, A lot of it has to do with self-preservation, I believe. Uh, almost like a, a selfish behavior, but it's not like a selfish behavior like I want to be number one. It's more like a selfish behavior where I got to survive, I got to look out for me type behavior. And, uh, so economic pressure. Yeah. Economic pressure, uh, you know, you know, health. Uh, <clears throat> the economy is going to crap, you know. It's, Why do you think that is? I think it's by design. I think it's being done on purpose. Um, not, I mean, some of it is is the after effects. I believe by by things that were done many, many years ago. It's not like all oh, this certain thing where someone had this push a button and it's just happening now. I think this is the aftermath of a lot of things, and it's just boiled to a head. And they're just trying to do their best to keep from society uh from you know strangling itself i believe uh now is it for society's benefit probably not we talk about the government we talk about powers to be is always self-interest and power to be gained in their mind yeah you think it's just i think it's about control yeah it is and and it has a lot to do where it's almost I, I, like i wasn't paying attention as thought as close as i thought i was especially like with the land and stuff and property and a transfer of wealth, mm. <clears throat> uh, like the, like okay, it was the gentrifying of the neighborhoods at first, like in the local areas where uh, people was moving back into the cities. A lot of blacks and you know minorities are losing because they, um, they wouldn't pay the taxes. You know, a lot of it was self responsibility on their own part. You know, whether they, you know whether they couldn't afford it or they just wasn't. You know, family couldn't come together and decide because that's a lot of that happens in in the black community where family can't get together and come to a common goal or agreement. And so things go array. Someone gets it. They hoard it or, they, or you know, what I mean, don't make it accessible to the rest of the family members. Um, and so then things go wayward and then somewhere along the lines of taxes don't get paid. You think you think that has to do with uh, like a ethos or just a prevailing culture that is just very individualistic? <clears throat> somewhat, somewhat I think. Somewhat. I mean, that's what I feel like. That's what fractures families is like. People want to be better than their family member rather than yeah. Instead, of all together. come along. All yeah. come along, but I think with the system that's in place. It's just we like 
the thing of really not having ownership bothers me. Like, if especially with land, I could see you getting punished, getting fined. Even if they say, okay, fine, you got to do jail time. But if you don't pay your taxes, you lose your land. Yeah, land ownership is, is definitely a, a weird one because what if you're not, I mean, the way our economic system is set up is people can get paid just for owning land pretty much. If they own, own enough of it, you know, they can just rent a certain amount off and then that pays the taxes on the rest of it. But for people like what you're talking about, like middle class folks or lower or middle lower class folks, uh, really middle lower class folks, it's almost impossible to get a home at this to own land at oh, this point, bro. like what you're talking about. And that's what bothers me. It's, it's getting me. squeezed out. Like our kids. But is, is land ownership even, I mean, what do you think about private property? Is that even... Is it really private anymore? Well, is it even a good idea? It's like, do the, do the you know, I'm not a huge in my mind because of my because of my age group and how I was raised. I would like to think so. I think it's a, an agreement that can make things better amongst a, like a large group of people. Um, but I also think we need to like have an understanding of why private property is beneficial. Um, I in, in order for it to be beneficial, you know what I mean? I think private property now should be used to for self-efficiency. Yeah, but the, um, but then you're also, what about people that own thousands of acres? Well, let's talk and about how, look, well, let's like talk it. about how they gained it. Right. Exactly. No, like, I mean, I mean, that's exactly there's a lot of history behind a lot of these big, massive ranch owners for generations. Yeah, like it ain't no sweet story of how they got this no. land. No, for so sure. So, I really don't feel sorry for them. That, if they, if they, that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at, man. Is you know, I'm a member of the Native American church, yeah. That's like, so, I'm like, like a lot of these big ranchers and stuff out west and the midwest and and all over the place like that like a lot of these families have dark histories i saw and, a and redneck, so, i saw a redneck tell a native american on uh online i guess uh, it might have been a meme but it was uh, still like a, a a redneck type of person saying <laughs> to a native american if you don't like this country go back to where you came from <laughs> and native american was like that's ironic <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> it is like yeah it's, it's just crazy because i think the one thing that this whole country was really want people everybody wanted was something to call their own you know so it's crazy that you you fight a tyranny a, a tyranny you know, rule, and then you turn around and in, in, in place the same system, basically. I feel like with the indigenous people, it was like, they didn't even understand private property when when the white people got over here. They didn't, <laughs> it was like a foreign concept to them altogether. I feel like with them, it was like the land that you could maintain and take care of was yours. Yeah. And you shared that with other people that would maintain and take care of the land with you. And if in there would in there would be territorial scuffles yeah. from time to time. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a hundred percent peace all the time. 
but those scuffles would play themselves out and sometimes there would be deaths you know yeah. i'm not saying it was perfect but yeah it was a lot better than world wars yeah with hundreds of thousands millions of people dying a little scuffle is a lot better you know over like a yeah little, you know that's 20 or 30 yeah that's totally to different that's what they call that you know primitive but civilizes millions dead and bombs and poison poisoning prisoners of war and torture and that shit wasn't going down. No. Yeah, there might have been some hatchets to the head over some land every every yeah. now and then. And now, now, but it's it, yeah. so you have all the elite, so you have all the corporations, you have all the elite buying up all the land, and they're not doing nothing with it all over the world. And they and like you don't see it on the news, but you if you go around to all these places like New Zealand and all these other places where the elite is going and building bunkers and all this other kind of crazy stuff that they're doing, like. Um, they're buying up everything, raising the price up, and the people that's, that live there cannot afford to be there anymore. It's happening everywhere. BlackRock, the investment firm BlackRock, they're a big driving force behind that. And the market just hit them hard. Yeah, well, that's, is, that a, is that good for the rest of the world, or is that bad for the Did rest of the world? Did you see where they tried to do that little tri-state thing? Mm -mm. Man, I, I was reading about it. Well... They was trying to, okay, I think it was Alabama, Arkansas. <clears throat> I don't want to say Tennessee. What are they trying to do? Okay, so the money, all those three states needed money. So they was willing to basically sell the states away to BlackRock, and they would put in their own oh, shit. committee. Like, like selling the, the actual state itself, the whole state, or just parts of the state? The rights. Like basically, to the entire they, state, bro. To, to basically govern the state is that what you're getting at? Basically, shit. And it was, a, and they're, and they're, and they're focusing southern areas that's poor as shit that need money, right? And so the deal is, is like we'll give you the money that you need for your infrastructure, but we kind of want to, you know, influence things. We're gonna put a board of directors in place to make all the decisions upon the land. Wow. And we'll get to decide who gets land. Wow. Uh, like, bro, I, I was uh, I was watching Glenn Beck. <laughs> you were watching Fox? Is he on no, Fox? No, I was watching his little podcast. Uh, okay, I don't. And he meant, is he it? still on Fox? I don't watch I don't, Fox I don't or watch CNN Fox. or. <laughs> I just wa I was watching. Um, is he okay? I don't know. I, I never. I thought he was like a kind of a. I mean, radicalish. At this day and time, man, I like to. I, I mean, you should. Get, yeah, I was gonna say it's good to listen. To I can't. I can't. I, I shouldn't make any assumptions. Yeah, based on other people's. But everything, take. like everything, in anybody, you got to take it as a grain of salt. You know yeah, I mean? for sure, for sure, for sure. And the way I feel now with the agendas that's being pushed is kind of pushing me towards that kind of group. You know what I mean? Because I'm so against what's what's going on. Well, you're a veteran, right? Army yeah. vet. No, I'm an Air Force guy. Air Force, though. Yeah, but I was I was special operations, and I was I worked with I was joint forces with the army. Got you. Yeah. So. So, is has that influenced uh, your decisions in the community? And I don't want to use the word politically because, yeah, I don't even know. But if you speak to most veterans, you know they got a little alt with the government, or yeah, you know, they feel some kind of way slighted in some kind of way, and rightfully so. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially if you've been hurt and you're fighting with the system. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. Um, it it bothers me because the lie that they make you feel, they, they tell us all throughout, you know, elementary school and everything. And you find out like it's really like a, you know, a, a king that's been lying to you your whole life. And it's not been for this big, beautiful picture they've been, you know, selling you. Right. And it's always been about personal greed and bloodlines. And yeah. Do you do you even believe in countries? I don't. I'm like starting to believe that countries are just kind of bullshit. It's really at one time it existed. Maybe, but it's now. But it's, it's been a, far gone. Yeah. It was real, like I want to say it's corporate, global corporate. When the industrial revolution happened. You think it was that early? Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of with Rockefeller Oil. Yeah. It, it happened in an industrial age. Yeah. And it, hap- it happened early. The roots of it, the seeds and roots, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I really want to say, like. But it's it's a different yeah, early animal. Early 1900s. Now. It's a different animal now with, with technology. It's only a different animal now because they, they hide themselves better. They got more avenues nah, of habits. I don't know about that. I think they're more think so. exposed. But at the same time, they have uh, the the authority somehow to regulate even the internet. Well, at least certain search engines. Because they own these things. Yeah, the internet itself is a military technology. So they sure. own these things. Like, yeah. like it's not like you ever seen the? Uh, have you ever seen the cartoon Metal Metal? Apocalypse, metalpocalypse. I've heard somebody tell me else. It's like an adult so, swim one, right? Yeah, somebody and it's about a it's about a heavy that. metal band, but they kind of control and ran like the government. This secret board of people mm-hmm. dictates what they do and what music they let out and all kinds of stuff because it controls the people. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like uh, like <laughs> similar to the. Uh, have you seen the Netflix show Inside Job? You know what? I've been wanting to see it. <laughs> they talk, a little, they it talk a little bit about something like that. It's just like one scene, but that it, what you were talking about reminded me of a scene. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing, like like I said, my biggest thing, like I say, with the far as the veteran thing, is as far as like the land thing I see is going on. And I see where the power grab for it is because this is how I look at it, G. Like, okay, if your family right now, the way I see it going, if the housing market don't clear itself up, bro, there's going to be a lot of people in the street. Yeah. How do the homeless people organize and obtain land and make it a community farm and start showing... They're going to be like the, the, the greater... Vietnam vets when they came back from Vietnam and Humboldt. Yeah. And they're just going to have to band together and, you know get something and it's going to be have like the way i see the way the economy and the future going like if you want to survive like that you're gonna to have to have like start these little communities where like everybody has a little section of a big piece of like you don't have to be big like a hundred acres can fit a lot of people yeah but at the same time how crowded do you want to be and how much land do you need to dedicate to farming or uh, animal husbandry. Yeah, but that's what you have to sit down and think out first. I mean, you couldn't just invite people and then think about that shit afterwards. Yeah, you know no, for mean? sure. You would need to do some. Like I would say, like a hundred on a hundred acres, I wouldn't have no more than maybe maybe ten folks. Well, you know, I mean, like when I say ten folks, I mean like okay, maybe. 
That's probably four families yeah. of four, maybe. Really, on a hundred acres? Yeah, let's say four families of four. Yeah, that's I think, I think you could actually fit a little bit more than that. Yeah, but I'm saying if okay. that's comfortably. Yeah, that's comfortably for sure. And it'll have enough people, so that's if you're incorporated doing everything together. Yeah, no, you still want to be regardless. You, yeah, if you're not if you're not doing everything together, then even that can be a little uh, tight. Yeah, if you're against each other. Yeah, something happened. You start making boundaries yeah. on it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's no good either. You but. you you. you you know, have an allegiance with me because I don't have, you know, you. I don't like this one, so I expect for you not to like them. But right, right, right. So then, it, luckily, this is dumb, man. People, but yeah, I lived on thirty-seven acres my senior year of college, and um, everybody out there was pretty cool. But I can see uh -huh. how if there was somebody that everybody didn't like, that how <laughs> the politics could sway real quick because <laughs> it's so small, you know. Yeah, a few amount of people. Fortunately for us. You know, it was you know everything was cool, but I can see this, I can see how it could how it could turn quick in a situation like that. Because, like I said, a lot of people a lot because when I was coming up as a young man, it like land was more important. Like it was a like a like a thing like you wanted to obtain when you was like I want to get a job, I want to get me a piece of land, put a house on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people just seem to not care about it anymore. Yeah, until you can't afford your fucking rent and your food and everything else. It's wild. No, I, I definitely think my my next big investment is going to be a chunk of land I've been saving up for it. I mean, just even if you don't do nothing, just have it in case you got to bug out. Shit get too crazy, but give yourself a chance, a, a fighting chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let the let the melee clear itself out. For real. Cause like I told my mom, I said, if anything does happen, like if anything does happen, like after the city folks like do each other in, like they're coming to the country. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that in our lifetime. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, right, you're good. I don't know if we ever see anything like, cause like. They want to make you believe like it's right around the corner. I don't know if it really is or not. You mean like a civil war or an apocalypse type, yeah, type of deal? Yeah, I don't no. really think it's right around the corner, bro. Like, they want to push that. I actually think we could avoid it. Yeah. Like, they want to push it so bad that that makes me feel like we could totally avoid it. Just like this whole Ukrainian thing, Russia thing. Like, like you, it's a good thing you said about the world thing, right? Like, I've been really thinking that all these dudes is in cahoots, bro. Oh, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. This is the first war I've ever seen where you don't see nothing of. You don't see no boots on the ground. They I mean, so they show like that, damage that, and destruction, that, but I that mean, podcast I was on, Realize Radio with Human Vibration. Human Vibration. Her whole Twitter is dedicated to deception, or well. Not just deception. Yeah. She talks a lot about how most of what we see on TV is actors and it's bullshit. Yeah. It's all the, it's political theater. Because being a veteran and really, you know, seeing war and stuff like that, bro, like, I've never seen where it's not televised. You don't see nothing. You see how much footage you got from the Afghan, you know? Afghani war and the Iraq war and Syria. You see how much footage they had? 
Well, they have footage of stuff going down over there, but it's it looks off. It looks. It depends staged. on what it depends on what what kind of footage it is. Uh, it looks staged. A lot of it. Maybe. I haven't been paying too much too close of attention because I just. I'm checked out of anything on television, man. I well, like like I said, everything on television is like a the the balls of it all, like the after nine eleven type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like I can't really speak on like the late, you know, but from 2001 to 2006 to I mean 2005, like it was shitty. It was shitty. It was shitty. A lot of a lot of good pins. Where did you get deployed? I was. We were leaving out of Turkey, going into Afghanistan. I never did anything like that. Never did step foot in Iraq. But Afghanistan, I've seen plenty of. Did two tours. Then I did a tour, and uh, well, I really won't. It was after Desert Storm, but they tried to say it's part of Desert Storm, but it wasn't. But in my in the books, they say I'm a Desert Storm veteran, but I was just like patrolling type thing. You know what I mean? Um, and there's like a lot of different contingencies different contingency stuff. Just, you know what I mean, special operations support stuff. Um, but, yeah, nothing really, didn't really like uh, the Bosnia-Kosovo thing. That was, that was ugly. I got to see a little bit of that. That was ugly. Just, like, for training purposes and stuff like that. That was, that was ugly. Because it was, there was basically genocide. You know what I mean? Just killing folks type thing. Putting people out of the houses. Talk a little bit about, because I just read a book called Tribe. Mm-hmm. It's written by a vet. And uh, he talks about the dichotomy between civilian life and military, active duty life. And the shock of coming back home. And, you know, it's like you've sacrificed <sighs> so much for these people. And these people, for the most part, have no fucking... No idea or like decency or respect for their for veterans. Yeah, it's like a lot of lip service. Yeah, it's like, like this. Like uh, you like still get dirty lips. It like counts and shit like that. But yeah, like when I not, first came back home, like yeah, no, he even says like one of the things that bothers a lot of vets is people saying thank you for your service because it's like that's just such a fucking generic type yeah and it's it's like so old and old even when they first started doing it it was like yeah because a lot of us was fucked up physically and mentally yeah and then you fight and then like getting out like you know you know what i mean if you was trying to stay in and trying to fight it or what kind of you know percentage they was giving you when they was boarding you out or Whatever the case may be, man. You know what I mean? Whether they made you a dopehead. Right. You know what I mean? Agent Orange and shit back in Vietnam. Yeah, like days. my uncle died of that shit. Like um Agent Orange. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you a little quick little breakdown, right? So you get you get injured. Say you get injured, you get hurt real, real bad. And they they just give you pills, give you pills, give you pills, give you pills. Mm-hmm. And you know you you can't really talk to nobody. Uh, you can't you can't say nothing. Like you, your spouse, your old lady don't understand what's going on with being. You know what I mean? What you might be fighting in your head, thoughts and you know and all that type stuff in your head. And you're fighting with your old lady. Your home life fucked up. 
uh, you're afraid to be open because if you if you say something the wrong thing, you could get boarded out if you're trying to stay in because like a lot of guys don't have no plan. Like like the guys who are gonna stay in the military, like they have a plan, but it's not a plan ready to 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 kick and, and drive right away. It's like after I retire type plan. It's never like, yo, I wanna get out and do this. Like some guys who know what they want to do, they come in, they do their time and go. But most guys they get in, you know, they say they're gonna get out, but you meet a girl, you get a girl pregnant. Um, you start seeing the world traveling. You like the lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of benefits. It ain't the money, but it's a lot of, you know what I mean, other benefits to it. And um, a lot of guys, they ain't came from nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a recruiting process. A lot of people forget it's a, it's a, it's a screening and a recruiting process for it. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, a lot of they don't let a lot of like rich people sign up and stuff like that at one time i don't know now but i had a buddy that they found out that he was a trust fund kid and don't forget his trust fund he had to do four years and they told him it was a conflict of interest because his family was too wealthy because basically that told me that i can't control you mm. per se a young a young boy from the South who don't have shit, family don't have nothing, living in a, sh in a shack, been, you know, fam come from a family of, you know, old, you know, carpet beggars, shit, crop, that type of thing. So, so I, I realized early in my first years of service that, damn, they, you know, they want a certain type of person. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then, like, I saw, like, guys that had athlete, you know, you know, intramural sports and had opportunities to go try, you know, the pro level type stuff. Some of them would get a chance to go, some of them wouldn't. It just depends on the commanding officer type thing. So, but yeah, it, like, that opened my eyes up. I'm like, wow. They really wanted to get him out, but then the commanding officer said, well, he, you know, the dude said, look, I can't, I got to. It's in, like, that's why I got to serve everybody, like, like the family was along, like they had their lineage documented on how far back it, they were, each generation served in the military. So it was a stipulation for him to get his trust fund. So wow. let him do, but they wouldn't let him reenlist. He had, you know, he did his four years and that was it. So, so yeah. <clears throat> and so like with all that, like I was saying, like it just, it just seemed like everything you were sold or what you were taught. But it was just one big lie, really. And you feel yeah. cheated. And you feel cheated. Because, like, to get back to, like I was saying, like, they make these monsters and then they don't want to, they don't, they don't care about fixing you. Like, and then, like, with all, like, the red flag laws and stuff like now, you're not going to get a lot of veterans being truthful. Because one thing every veteran want to do is protect themselves. Right. That's like one of the top things on their list. You know what I mean? Eat, let me get a gun to protect myself. So now if I'm worried about if I say the wrong thing or, or do the wrong thing or and while I'm being evaluated or at apartments, you know, I can get tagged. Now I don't have a right to defend myself. And like as and like as being a veteran, like I, I done had many a dreams where <laughs> where I have a weapon but I don't have any ammo. Like, 
like that's one of the reoccurring dreams I always had. Like I'm being chased or I'm in a fight and I, I have a weapon but I don't have, you know, a way of using it. Do they teach religion at all in the no. military? <laughs> they don't talk about it at all. They let you worship freely. Whatever right. whoever you want to pray to. Right. But they don't hold any services or anything like that. I mean, yeah, they got chapels and stuff on church. Do they encourage it though? Uh, I mean, not really. Nah. Like, you know, like, it's just like here, you know, you have a preacher come around every once in a while, invite you out to come to chapel service, you know, that type of thing. I mean, really the biggest <coughs> uh, religious influence come from the actually military members themselves. You know, them, tr them trying to, yeah, them trying to, uh, you know what I mean, project their beliefs and, and, and value systems on. I was going to ask, people. do a lot of people believe in God and the military or? It's mixed, man. You got yeah. like when I was in, you know, <clears throat> when I was in, it was not, not very many Muslims. Very, very few. But a ton of Catholics, a ton of Catholics, uh, you know, Baptists, Protestants. Um, they had, like I said, every denomination. Like the chapel wasn't just a chapel, just like it just wasn't just a Baptist. So, so this is how they ran it: chapel on Sundays, uh, eight to nine was Baptist service, nine to ten was Catholic service, and you know, at different times for whatever different denomination denominations. Was. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, nah, just more, just more of you, you know, your buddies and stuff inviting you to, you know, out to church and it won't more so in basics like when you got your first or your first duty station and stuff like, it like, it always seemed like every squad well, had a Bible thumper in it. That's yeah, the thing for me that is like, <clears throat> maybe it's just the hippie in me, but it just seems like a conflict of interest to be like super spiritual and then to also be like killing it's a, you know, it's iron. I mean, it's, yeah. I'll, you think about it. Yeah. You think about it because, like, you know, with my mom being a witness and everything, they're everything, and they're all anti-government. They're like the only religion I really know of. That's Who? Anti-government. Who's that? Witnesses, Jones Witnesses. Oh, right, right. They don't vote. They don't do nothing. Hmm. Yeah, they don't. They they don't believe. They I grew up everything like I remember because, like the teachers assumed it out. My mom raised me in the faith, and they like when I was growing up, my mom had stopped going because my dad gave her such a hard time about it. He gave her a real hard time, so she stopped going. But um, I never. Uh, but she still practiced in the home. You know what I mean? She. But like going to church and stuff like that growing up, nah. I ain't I remember like really the first time going to church was overseas at my first duty station. <laughs> and my supervisor invited me to church. And Did I your went. beliefs about God change during your military uh -huh. tenure? Uh -huh. How? Well, I've always was searching. I was just trying to figure out what was true and what wasn't. You know what I mean? 
Some I people had, believe that God is the truth. Like that's the there's no difference. God is what is real. The truth is God, and everything else is a lie. Existence itself is truth. Yeah. Is God. And there are certain truths about the way that reality operates too. Some people believe this. I'm not saying that this is... No, I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because I never really kind of looked at it like that before. You know? I I have to honestly say I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, they say that the search for truth is the same thing as the search for God. Certain... certain, Yeah. It's a certain way of thinking. I kind of resonate with that. And it's kind of... Because like I said, like... You search for the truth, and he's supposed to be the truth, so I could see 100% in that, like, searching for that, but, like, <clears throat> it, like everything else is, like, that's why I say, like, we live in a time where everything is, like, if, like, is, like, you question yourself, everything you believed in, everything you taught yourself, like, it's so much going on right now, like, you're really, like, what is what right now? That's the thing about doubt, and that's the thing about the relationship between doubt and truth is like, if you doubt everything, the truth will survive. The truth will survive your doubt, and lies will cannot survive your doubt, you know? <coughs> so, I, don't, I think it's healthy to doubt. <coughs> I also think, you know... <coughs> well, I think even <coughs> in some, some forms of Christianity, you're supposed to question some things. Oh, you're not, sure, su- you're not sure. supposed to just believe everything and just run with it. You're supposed to study these things and well, search and search for yourself. What I was going to say is doubt can be a double-edged sword, though, because if you, it is. if you doubt the truth, then you can you can lose your connection. But sometimes our doubt is our own insecurity, too. But you got to be able to really right. realize that. I think, like, just speaking with me and myself, don't doubt your own self. Don't doubt your yeah, own. Yeah, and your I think a lot of a lot of the times, or your own intuition. Yeah, that's really what I'm getting at. Intuition. A lot of times, that's like, like uh, your connection to truth or to God, or if you want to call that God. Yeah. But I think that's the, your your connection to just knowing. You know, like the true knowing. Like mm-hmm. I, I've said this before on on different podcasts, but it's like you don't have to teach your heart how to beat. No. Some things you just know. Your body just knows. Especially when you watch, if you watch we'll babies. Watch a baby grow up. Exactly right. <coughs> they do things that just instinctively. That you don't got to teach them. You know what I mean? Exactly. As a matter of fact, I think babies are the, are the like, because they don't know fear. That's why you, you got to pr- protect them so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they see a cliff. They have no, no recollection of the danger. Right. If I walk off this cliff, I won't be here no more. Right. But, they don't know that they just be smiling, having right. the best day of their life. Right. So, like, like that's real. Like that's pure. Like not having fear. You know that's innocence. But yeah. I feel like wisdom is like, wisdom is pretty much the same thing as being childlike, but without the innocence, because yeah. you you know better. You, yeah. You've learned. You know. But I feel like you kind of have to. At least in this world, in this society, mm-hmm. hopefully we can make it a different world so that you don't have to do this. But I do feel like, at least in this world, you kind of have to fall to understand how this hell, this dream of hell, as the Toltecs would call it, operates. Where yeah. people are judging other people, taking everything personally, making assumptions about everything. I just said on this, I don't, I'm trying to figure their out word when, against each other to bring people when down. When do people get so sensitive? <clears throat> 
That's what I'm starting to realize. When did people start getting so sensitive? Well, I think that's, again, I think that actually comes back to the individual thing, the individualism, because everybody's taking everything personally. And really what that, I know times what that is amounts hard. to is you're more important than listening to this idea that can but who have, but who puts believe. but who put that thought there if you're if you're really focused on and see that's what's going on like a lot of people they don't know what makes them happy because they're too busy chasing something that they see that they think will make them happy you know but it's not until you really hit rock bottom until you really find out what you what really is important to you. So everything's been stripped away from you. Like, I think, for me, that's how I feel myself. I mean, everything had to be stripped away from me. Everything. Everything. And, and it wasn't until that time, man, that I found out what it was I, who I was, what I wanted to do, and where I wanted, what direction I wanted to go in my life. Now, I still hadn't figured out what I actually wanted to do as far as, like, it's, let's say, like, uh, a career type thing. But as far as how I wanted to handle my life and control of it, like, I had my idea on that. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to let money dictate to me uh, my happiness. <clears throat> I need it, but I can't allow it to dictate to me of, where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, that kind of thing. Uh, <clears throat> I was, after getting out of the military, I said, I'll never ever let nobody have control over me like that again. And so, like, I really have been blessed enough, man. It's been rough, you know, but I have been, for the most part, you know, kind of free. You know, kind of free, for the most part. It hasn't been easy, but, um, uh, I haven't had nobody over my shoulder. I haven't had no clock to punch. Well, speaking of control, what do you believe about the institution of marriage? You're not married, right? No. No, I didn't think I so. I once was. I know, I know. Same. Marriage, man. Wow. That's a topic that I'm going to start bringing up more often with just to just to get people's take on it. I don't know. I don't know that monogamy is natural. It, that's because it's like I don't know, man. If you look at nature, men spread their seed throughout the colony, throughout the tribe. <laughs> if you look at any other animal kingdom, bro, like the male, he has his harem. <laughs> And he does his breeding, and he makes sure his bloodline is passed on. And I mean, it's just I don't know, cause I mean, is it just a, is a is it a manly fleshly thing, or is it just nature thing? Cause then, like I said again, cause like society would tell you, or religions would tell you, you know, that's just a fleshly lust lust thing. But like. I think men have a natural instinct in them to just be attracted to multiple species. Especially when they're in heat. It's just like, it's biology. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a... It's not like I'm trying to do wrong by you. Yeah. I'm not looking for it. 
Mm-mm. But sometimes pheromones is just the chemistry yeah. is just yep. The stars align like uh, like mm-hmm. like 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 they like some like I've seen a movie and he said I just can't get rid of you. <laughs> oh man, but like marriage is tricky, bro. I like them. I like the thought of it, but the legal bonding of it. Yeah, when you to bring where you, in, where you, different. where you can be stripped all, of I, that's all I, you have, that's, and that's exactly like what that I said. Yep. That is, I don't know. I said bro. I'm never, get, I'm never getting another government. That's marriage. not a contract. If if they want to do like a spiritual religious ceremony yeah. and there's no government attached, jumping to it, over the broom, breaking the we'll, glass, we'll do whatever. The glass. Yeah, we'll do whatever you want to do in that regard. You know, but they've made it. Yeah, but I'm not bringing the a business. Yeah. You got to get a fucking license to get that's, married. That's that's the part where I'm I'm good on that. I'm good. Why on that. you got to pay to get married, mm. bro? Something's up with that. Back in the day, all you had to do was find a preacher. Now you got to pay the preacher too. It's a business. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, like uh, that's another thing. Speaking of preachers, like preachers shouldn't get paid to speak. Uh, preach the gospel. I don't think they should. Yeah, you think it well. You know, there's been a, a, a movement toward community, like home. You know, Timmy B's parents are a part of like a group where they go to different ha- a different house every Sunday and they just do their Bible reading. There's no pastor. We didn't finish. I uh, just thought about this. We I got we got a little distracted. So you said uh, my question was. How did your view of God change during your course in the military? And you said you were always searching for truth, and then I cut you off and oh. started talking about how oh, truth yeah. and God um, are the same thing. Well, yeah, I um, because like doing certain things, it makes you question what is, what is, and what ain't, mm-hmm. and why if if this existed, why I would allow this to happen? Um, right. That's that's actually what I wanted to get at because you know. And then, like, a lot of people, if you're in the military, you're seeing some pretty intense shit. Yeah, but for me, it was all training. And like like I said, it was all training up to after 2001, you know? Like but that. even then, doesn't, doesn't some of those experiences make you question Man, it was why, all... why a creator would put you in a situation like that? Not at the time, because it was just, cause it was just a thought. You didn't really think like that at the time. You were yeah. just kind of following orders. Yeah, it was just like everybody was just like it was just a, the military was a stepping stone. What do I think about going to no damn war? And the way that they and the way that they fought the last war, which was Desert Storm, hell, they they flew in there, they bombed everything, and it was over with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, nobody. <coughs> You had a couple of people put boots on ground doing Desert Storm, but it was not like, you know, going in Iraq and Afghanistan, bro. Right. Um, I'll tell you what, man. You want to talk about that good guy? Brian, uh, Brian Oakley. I don't know if you know Brian Oakley. But uh, he was he was with the 82nd Airborne, and he was like one of the first airdrops in Iraq. Yeah, it was Is he from Middlesex? Yeah. Grew up on grew up on Waterview with me, uh, and uh, there's a couple guys that 
I, I grew up with and went to school with like all of us, you know, combat that. So, so we've all got different stories, you know what I mean? So, but paratrooper, like that was rough. You saw people die in battle. I I've seen some things. <laughs> I've seen some things. Does that make you question whether or not there's a god though? Like that's really what I'm getting at. Like as a veteran that has seen some shit like that, does doesn't that make you question whether it makes me god? feel like the devil is real? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, you can say I'm avoid the question, but I don't know, it's some things that always kind of reassure me, kind of bring me back to light. You think, well, I'm sorry to cut you off, but kind of circling back to the mm. truth thing, this is kind of how I see it, and I think it's kind of how the Toltecs would see it, is like, with truth being God, lies are kind of like what the devil represents, right? And so when people's belief system gets so fucking corrupted that they're willing to kill to defend the lies that they believe, <coughs> that is what symbolically you could call devilish. I mean... Or evil, or... You know, that's what people call evil. But the I, way I look at it now, I see though, it as the result yeah. of be believing in lies. I'm sorry, I cut yeah. you off, but go no, ahead. No, but you go, but... I mean, you really don't have to be in a war, really, the way that the world is in today. You don't have to be in a, in a war to question if there's a God or not. Yeah, you know, no. There's a lot going on yeah. now that will make you question if he exists or not, you know? For sure, for sure. Um, but, yeah, when I was in, it was it was times that I was like, man, like, if a God really existed, you know, why this would be allowed, why this would be allowed, and all these type things. But, you know... But if, if, if on principle of things, if he's, a, you know, give you free choice and a free will, like, you still have your choice of what you want to be, what team you want to be a part of. Now, but don't you think, you know, that, I've, this is a Rasta thing here, is like, when it comes to war, don't you think that both sides are kind of lies? You're, if you're willing to fight over, unless it's like, Again, what we were talking about earlier, like a tribal thing back yeah. in the ancient days where it was just a little land scuffle. But when you're talking all out war, the way that war is done today, the roster I would think say I that think there's nothing. I think it's nothing of God. Yeah, it's lie, a lie, a, like a, a lie, a God that represents to me, lies like and say, a God that to say, lies. oh, we're doing this for God and country. Like no, like I think war, war. What we see today and what's going on today is nothing of God. I think that's just pure human greed, hunger, and thirst for power. And deception when it comes to, like you were talking about, recruiting soldiers. Because mm -hmm. it ain't really about patriotism. Because right now, man, what we're looking at is the rich that they can control. That you're just like you're talking about the man. example of your trust fund, your trust fund guy. Yeah. Like exactly. the, my thing is like to me it's just like having legal gangs. Like we was part of gangs. If you really want to look at it, like if you really want to look at it, man, like look what the U.S. United States has done over the years, bro. Like they fucking we impose our will. Yeah, for sure. The like, U.S. military you. is the biggest gang in the world, most powerful gang in the world, anyway. 
And like these pussies, like they worried about like nuclear threats. Yeah, they want you to think that. <clears throat> them motherfuckers want you to. Them old motherfuckers ain't trying to ruin. <clears throat> if they willing to fight over this motherfucker, why would they destroy it? You mean the land itself? Hell yeah. Right. I wouldn't destroy what I built. Yeah. I'm not going to destroy my bloodlines. I got grandchildren and all that kind of shit. I'm just going to see them wiped off the fucking face of the earth. Like, bro, all this shit is to establish these motherfuckers' bloodlines, bro. For the years to come, for this new world order that's coming, man. So, as far as weapons of mass destruction, you don't believe they're ever going to say It won't, not like a that. motherfucking one over there, bro. You think the atomic bombs were the last time that anything like that would happen? I won't say that. It's always a crazy motherfucker out of here. Right? It's just now, like, as long as they're getting what they want, it's cool. It's when somebody don't play along when the rules is broken. That shit get broke out. Think about the fucking, the bombing or whoever, whatever happened with the shit. Was it in Lebanon when they fucking blew up the granary? Bruh. <clears throat> that was a flex move. Yeah, I don't know enough about geopolitical war, but I know there's shit going on in Northern Africa and all over the Mediterranean. Man, fucking... Israel and Africa and Israel. last week Israel and uh, Palestine, bro, they was bombing each other like crazy, shooting missiles back and forth. Mm. Mm. Over what deception and lies of the oh. same shit that they've been fighting over for what? How many years? Because if you really go back to the old old studies and shit, G, like it's biblical. <laughs> It's the human input that is makes it corrupt. Oh, for sure. Even the idea about it. Okay, if you think about Christianity, they say don't fight over if someone don't, like, you know, according to the Bible, you're not supposed to argue or fight over whether God is real or not. If someone want to argue about that, you, you know what I mean? You're supposed to refrain from it. Let them think what they think, and then when they leave your presence, you're supposed to pray for them and pray that they, you know, that one day maybe their heart or mind will change or something, whatever the game. You know, I never heard that. That's how it's supposed to be, bro. According Say, to who? Scripture. Okay. According to Scripture, I'm not supposed to argue with you over whether God is real or not. I'm, I'm not supposed to even argue over the Scripture with you. Because it's saying in the street, you both look like fools. No one knows who's the smarter or who's the dumb. Like, if you look at arguing, the two people in the street arguing, and da, 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 who's, the, who's the smart one? Who's the dumb one? You don't know. You just see two raving mad people trying to get at each other. And that's what the scriptures say. So it says that if, you know, you're not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to have something about you, a light about yourself, or something, or like an aura or a spirit feeling about yourself that people say, like they say, be a beacon of light. So you're supposed to live your life in such a way that someone is interested enough to say, hey, look, dude, what is it that makes you who you are? And you tell them your story and they either get with it or not. Or they, you know, but you're not supposed to argue. And then when they go, you're supposed to say, you're supposed to pray peace upon their life. 
and that, you know, their heart may change and their mindset may be changed. But to argue over it, to war, no. And it's the same thing in the Quran. They say pray for you, but you ain't supposed to war and, you know. But the Quran got some, you know, some wow, wow, wow stuff. So we get, you, you I've never read it, so I don't know. I mean, some of their beliefs as far as how things came to be. But basically... <laughs> so, so does the Christian book. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. But the idea of it all... Is, but so you know does I mean? science. I mean, really, is that any different than a religion at this point? Well, we a lot, really of, a lot, of, a lot of experts would, would tell you that science is nothing but theories. I've heard people say science is really like the application of, you know, spirituality. For sure. There is, no, I, I think the scientific method is different than science. Like, yeah. science, the way it is presented today is but very a, politically Yeah, charged. but a lot of it, if you get to the roots of it, like, everything and Science can never be settled. That's the thing. Science, and is, neither science can, is a process. And, neither, and, neither, and, and it's also the history of most people being wrong about most things most of the time. Yeah. Science is, has, throughout history, proved itself wrong time and time again. So it's never settled. But I do know there's a connection between numbers. Well, yeah, numbers are... Numbers and different, you know what I mean? I, I, I think there is a big, 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 big connection there. But, but numbers are still concepts. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It plot, it's a pretty it's like, solid, like, the way that math works is like a pretty solid... It's really a philosophy. Math is technically, when you break it down, it's a philosophy of... Counting a lot, of, a lot of different elements of <coughs> measuring and calculating. Um, and time, time is probably the biggest one. Yep, because we only have so much of it as far as a physical form. Time is interesting. How it even exists. Because the only thing that's real is the moment, right? Especially now, because you don't know what... Because the, the history that we've learned is a history that they told us. It's not the history that actually, like... Bro. Oh, without a, without a doubt. And then with every conqueror, it comes a new story. And more and more convinced that your people are the, are native to this... Not necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong, there may have been a transatlantic slave trade, I'm not denying that, but I think that there were brown people in America, not not like light colored Native American. I think no, it was, there were it was black people in America prior to colonization. I like because, uh, okay, so there's a book called They Came Before Who was the Columbus. first people to really like start a trade, international trade? Wasn't it the Chinese in Africa? There's different theories on that. A lot of people say it was the Chinese. Some people... Look, there's that. There's so much conflict as now... I mean, there was the mainstream story, but now that that is so debated as to... But then again, if you look at the map, how the lands are, it looked like... 
there was some kind of geological shift, though. Like if you, oh, for sure. Because if you look at Africa and you see Southwest Asia. You're talking about like a Pangea theory. Yeah. Like, no, I totally agree. Like, like you it could tell like where like, like Saudi Arabia and all of them, like it was just like, you could see if it, it could fit together like in a puzzle. I'm telling you. I'm, all the thing I'm totally is, with it. So like, I think like, but again, time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, again, science is it a revolving? You think it's time cyclical? I think it's more like a spiral. There's there's similar resonances every time we get back to the same point, but it's a little different than it was the time before. Yeah, but what cycle of, is the Earth in? Yeah, I mean, the Toltecs say that this is the sixth sun. <clears throat> We're in the very beginning of the sixth sun, and they because you don't know when makes controls this. Part of so we have a the universe. so now they're talking about all the new mic that like I was reading about these microbes that was released somewhere because it's thawing out real quick and it fucking wiped out this whole fucking like herd of reindeer somewhere somewhere like the north like Finland or something yeah uh -huh. Norway I mean like this microbe got a released and it killed all these reindeer hmm. so like. But again, is that really the truth? Yeah, who knows what we're, what we're told. Like the cows, or were y'all working on the next big biological weapon out there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're talking about like the cow. When yeah, the cows when all the cows died. Like, bruh, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. The heat. They yeah. let motherfuckers yeah. grew up in the heat. Oh, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. What about the food? Oh, they're. they're I was thinking about this when I was actually in the grocery store earlier. Oh. The way that we buy food is so much different today than just it, just okay. 50 years ago, but then 100 years ago. Okay, but get this. So like two I'm... generations and then four generations. Yeah. Go back two generations and that's still totally different than it way. is today. And then go back four generations and it is... I mean, there were no such thing as grocery stores, or like chain grocery stores. You know, it was all like... Some local grocers, you know, some local... Because, you know, in Banner Market... And the farmers that sell the meat. You go to butchers, you know. My family went to three bakers. Yeah, it was like a butcher, a baker, and a produce place, right? Okay, they went to a Banner Market, because a Banner Market had their own, like, you know, they had a butcher in the store. right. Then you had Deltaville Market. They had good meats. And then there was a store in Miller's Tavern called Watts Supermarket. Yeah, they still have that. Yeah, but it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like not like it was. The Indian Indians have bought it now. So, um, but they were really a locally sourced where you can go get all your, like, southern good stuff. Like, your, ch your chitlins and your fatbacks and your smoke hawks and, like, hog moths and... You know, they had all the local bad for you type stuff that country people ate, grew up eating. And so, like, mom, these are things that my parents bought from the store. Beer, bread, uh, milk, and seasonings and stuff like that. They grew their own produce. All, that, all our vegetables we grew in the summer. My mom canned every year. <clears throat> um... She made her own jellies, preserves. Uh, she even did salted fish. I hate that. I don't like salted fish, but she did salted fish. 
she did I mean canned everything tomatoes and in the wintertime we you know string beans squash you know what I mean the only thing we didn't have fresh was salads you know what I mean but uh all went along we had a you know you throw greens out greens is good so we had kale lettuce until it snowed or froze you know it still was good so and all my uncles I had uncles I had pigs at my dad ourselves we had cows uh chicken they butchered the pigs and chicken on their own <clears throat> yep everything they did all that and they did that all in january and february so they were hard. They would hang it up to dry in a Oh, they start in the winter though. In the winter. Mm -hmm. So it like so they it won't they didn't do it in the summer because the meat was cold. Do you know how to do this? I haven't I was I got knowledge of I could, I probably wouldn't need to be gone along, but yeah, I know how to do it. Right. I've done it my whole life. I've processed animals my whole life. Now You could probably do a chicken, but maybe not a Pig. pig I need help with right but <laughs> the thing with the pig because it's an art getting the water just right getting the hair off the pig all right so it's it's, it's a, like getting the fire in the water just right when you dip him in and come up and scrape all his hair off now some people just you get some people that just cut all the skin off but if you preserving your meat and stuff like hanging it dry hanging it and curing the smoke out, to have the skin you on. gotta have the skin off right and so then we shit ton of salt and pepper. We throw in the smokehouse. And, I mean, I mean, it get mold and stuff on it. You know, it's, that's inevitable. But they just scrub it and cut it off, clean it up, boy. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Virginia cured ham. They used to be famous. <laughs> used to be a, you used to get your Virginia cured ham. They used to be a famous thing when I was growing up. All up and down the East Coast, boy. Virginia cured ham. Smithfield. Smithfield was famous. That's owned by China now. <laughs> the food industry. And look, a lot of food <clears throat> processing plants have been getting burned mysteriously recently. Have you heard, heard about this? No, that's news to me. I don't know enough about it to speak on it, really. But, yeah, look into it. I do <clears throat> know that I heard of... Uh, do you have any more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, so, in Texas, they've been having big droughts, and the farmers been coming out and talking about it. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about food processing plants. Yeah, they've been burning up. Yeah. Okay, you have heard all this. kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot. It's, a lot I'm of, trying to tell you, it's a lot of mysteriously. You know. Bro, this shit is happening on purpose. Yeah, I feel like it too. It is, G. It's happening on purpose, bro. <clears throat> like, come on. Like some of the stuff is just blatant. Now. Like used to where they used to try to hide the shit, but it, it's so much information. Like, like fuck it, we ain't gonna hide the shit no more. We're just gonna do it and tell you what we want to tell you. It, it was, and you're gonna accept it because they got us so focused individually on our own selfish desires and wants and and fuse amongst each other that reminds me of the pretty much this is the last this is the last topic i really want to cover and how they're able to personalize that what you're talking about algorithms social media usage and the more you use the internet in general 
the more they're able to figure out what your triggers are. They're, you know. It's crazy. It, yeah, it's it's wild. <coughs> they can like, tailor the way the news is, the information is delivered to you. <coughs> and so, coming from a family of farmers, right, and growing up like that my whole life, I want, you, and this is what I, when I first thought of it, I said, yo, the energy in the universe is weird. The wildlife, the wildlife and plants, the weather is all thrown off, bro. It's like the energy from the universe, from the earth, is like, it's all fucking whack. Like, I'm not saying it's climate control or climate change or nothing like that, but like we are ravaging the earth of its resources. So behind us, they cut down like over like when COVID started and wood was a big boom and it went up. Remember, they was building all these houses. And stuff. Yeah, lumber went crazy. Bro, they killed. They cut down like over ten thousand acres of woods behind my mom's house. 10,000 acres. That's just like, and then like when during COVID, when I would drive from here back to mom housing back and forth, mm. everywhere I went, gee, they were clearing just everywhere. Woods, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of acres just mowed down. You know, down our way, you either cut logs, work in the mill, but you, you gotta think that's throwing off the ecosystem, deer and all that. Yeah, but deer are okay, like I said. Okay, uh, we got this. But it's blight. a web of life. You, yeah, you, but we got to knock out. Yeah, I mean, but you, it's things that like of years of farming I've never seen. Like this blight that's getting on everything every year now. Plants getting this black blight on them and it's just killing them. Uh, plants not producing because of the heat. Like it's been hot, and if you don't got the water to water your shit every day, man, they burning the fuck up. Yeah. The animals, uh, their food resources are so short, they eat everything. Like, I've seen, like, I know deer always eat beans, right? But I've seen, like, the deer at the house, up around the house, they're eating everything. Everything. Right? They're eating the the beans. They're eating the tomatoes. They're eating things that I've never seen them eat before. they even eating the blackberry bushes down to nothing. Hmm. Just, just that. I just tan them up. Now they starting to eat the squash. Yeah, I was gonna say I had a skunk eat one of my zucchinis. And it's just like, it's just they're doing things like the squirrels are just like devil rodents. Like they're causing a lot of destruction. Like we've never had problems with. We got squirrels coming up to the front door trying to. Chew holes in the door now. We like, come on, we never had no problem with that, right? Oh, just crazy stuff, man. Just, just seeing like nature off whack. Uh, seeing plants just where where they used to produce during different seasons and they're not doing it now. Like, you got to almost now plant double to get what you used to get with a smaller, smaller. Uh, you know, grow. Right. Like that. Because he hasn't planned on so much failure. Yeah. Like, you know, I if I, let's say, I can get these many quarts of string beans to last me the winter, right? So if I got, say I put three rows of beans in, but now I put three rows of beans in, one 
one row might not bloom, kick off no beans, I, and I got the deer eating the other two rows. You know what I'm saying? So now you're going into, and now you got all these new, you know, woke folks. Like, like, I love them to death because I love the fact that they're trying to be self-sufficient and something will happen. But people need to really realize, like, how much you really need to grow and can and store up. Like, <clears throat> three... Well, what, do you, what do you mean about the woke folk? What do you mean? What are they doing? Okay, say, God, say, like, the people in the city. They've never cared about growing anything. But now, the way the economy is going, and a, a lot of this has to do with social media hype and fear. People are afraid that they're not going to have nothing to eat. They're not going to... Uh, you know, they're just scared. So now you got people, they want to be gardeners. They want to grow their own food. They want to do this. And the people who've been doing it for years, now they can't find the things that they need because there's so many new people into it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Just like when weed went legal. You had all you had all these growers, you know, that's been growing, been fire-ass growers. Now when it's legal, now all of a sudden everybody... I'm guilty on both of those counts, though. I'm a, new I'm a new gardener and a new grower, so I, I'm guilty on both but, of those but like, But, like, and I, like I said, I'm not mad because I want people, I want people to be self-efficient. I want people to learn to, if shit get really, really crazy... You gotta, you gotta have that skill set. I mean, how long can you... Think that you okay with inflation the way it's going and with the Fed raising inflation rates, how long do you think that you can survive paying fifteen hundred dollars a month on rent? And rent's going up. Yeah, no, I know. Electric's going up. Everything. Food's going up. Gas is up already. Yeah, everything. So how am I supposed to survive? How am I supposed to feed myself? And so you got all these city people trying to grow, but in reality, three, one tomato plant, some herbs, uh, uh, you know, a couple, like, peppers. Like, that's not going to feed your family, bro. Yeah, no kidding. Like, first of all, learn what to grow that's going to feed your family. Grow your ass some potatoes. You know, some fast-producing plants like squash and zucchini and cucumber, stuff that produce a lot right. to where you can make stuff and you can make other things out of them. Cucumbers, you can dill them, make them pickles. Uh, I think people need to get more into raising their own grain. Like, a little section, put some wheat, some non-GMO heirloom wheat. You know what I mean? Let it go, come up to seed, save some of the seeds so you can have. Next year, boom, boom, you grain it, grind it down in the flour, whatever you want. Like, like I think people really need to get back to that. And I'm not trying to, like, uh, fear-monger people, but... Like, I really think that you're going to see a, a really, really a bigger transfer of wealth. And I'm starting to see rich people starting to fight over money now. So when you see that, you know, uh, beware, you know, when they start losing their shit. So, like, I just really feel like people need to get in the way because, like, I don't want to see people dependent on the only no kind of system because now I feel like they're gonna make you sell your soul. Well, well, I don't know about that. I mean, 
I, I mean, I, I, listen. It, okay, if they, I think we, we they you talking, need a government. You, you don't need government as at the, But when they tell the you that in order to get EBT, it. you got to be vaccinated, got to do this. And no, 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 no I'm, do I'm not down with any of that. But I'm talking yeah. about even if we were to have a, that 100 acre, four, fam, four families of four, yeah. you would still need a set of rules. Hell yeah. You, you, you need there rules. Would still we talked about government. this before. Yeah, I you mean, that's rules. government. That's government. But you need rules. Like, I'm not all anti government. I yeah, just okay, feel okay. like, I just feel like. You always need rules. Agreements, anyway. Yes. It's not necessarily rules, but agreements. agreements. Yeah, yeah. And known repercussions. Exactly. For, for these agreements. Agreed upon repercussions yeah. if yeah. this situation was. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. I just think people really, really just need to see their situation because, like, if that's one thing about ownership. And that's why I'm happy for you because you do have this. And. I mean, as long as you pay, even though you got to pay taxes on and it. And a mortgage. You know what I mean? But it's still, every time you pay your mortgage payment, don't get me wrong, it sucks, but it's still, some of that is going toward. But you beat, you the, beat the COVID curve. Equity. Are you talking about how uh, prices skyrocket? Prices, all that. Like, yeah. can you imagine buying this? Like, buying a house right now is expensive. Bruh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You better be seven fifty in credit score. Yeah. And have about twenty grand in cash saved up. Yeah. And then you're gonna pay over value market value at least seventy, eighty grand. Yeah, probably. There's a correction coming for sure. And then all those people who didn't pay board houses during the COVID, like they gonna lose big time. You think it's gonna crash? Ah, uh, if inflation don't drop, I mean, if if this if they don't stop lowering these interest rates, I mean, hiking them up, they keep hiking the interest rates up. Ain't can't nobody buy no houses. Who gonna afford for who gonna afford the loans at the rates that they got right now? You talking about bro? Like right now, these houses, even a smaller house, is going for what? Let's say low threes, with the interest rate that's out there now. You talking about two grand a month easy? And you I think this is worth three grand? This house, this property, it was appraised like in December of this past year at like two seventy. I wouldn't pay if I wouldn't pay that for it. But I'm saying, you think that, that would it would be possible to get that? Fuck yeah! Right now, yeah. Hell yeah, easy. Shit, with the size of this yard in your house, shit, you might be cutting yourself short. I wouldn't even drop the low three. Damn, I didn't realize it was like that. Shit, yeah. I mean, I knew it was, you know. Gee, you right now, you sitting on about, if you say that's what they gave you now, that was, yeah, on the that market, was... she about three to 325. December, yeah. She about 325, 325. It's gone up that much in the last eight months. Bruh. They just, Jerome just hiked it up again, bruh. I forgot what he raised it up again to, but yeah. Interest rates went back up. He, he, every, every so many weeks, they jump it up again. Hmm. So, what the banks had already said, like, how can we, how can anybody buy homes with, you know, with the interest rates like this? 
Yeah, something got to change. If interest rates are going up, doesn't that mean the price? The price is going to have to come back down. Yeah. So now you're going to have a lot of people over their head. Because I know a shit of time people bought houses during COVID because of scamming and fraud, and a lot of them was getting PP loans that they shouldn't have. They was getting unemployment when they shouldn't have been. Like I know guy, I know some people, man, that got clear 30, 40 racks mm. between PP loan and unemployment. Yeah, what was the PP? That was like a business. And I line, think right? that's why the I buy you. Didn't you have to own a small business to get that? All you had to do is have an LLC loan, an LLC license. Really? Even if your LLC didn't do shit? Yes. Damn, I should have applied for that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm, I'm trying to, man. I know you. But, but yeah. yeah, it was a lot, bro. Wow. I was a dude. It was a guy I know. He showed me his phone and showed me how much money he was getting off unemployment while he was at work. <laughs> and this is how, like, like if I was a rotten dude, like if I was a like a hater ass type guy, a guy I could have, you know what I mean? Like, I could have turned him in. But people don't think about it like that. But yeah. And then he was getting his unemployment put into a cash app account like they was putting it to his cash like i guess his bank and stuff is a link i mean i don't it's hard to even blame him the way the thing the way that things are but now but i was reading an article the other day where your boy just uh was what created 87 87 he won eighty seven thousand new irs it's just like people like yeah well people like that get so much slack but then it's like there's these corporate fucking bastards that are stealing hundreds of millions of dollars they don't care about them and and it's whatever (laughs) you know yeah look how many people got bailed out during covid yeah that shouldn't have got a damn drop i want to give the airlines no money yeah no, I know. That's that's what irks me is the big corporations. Because a guy like that, yeah, shit. On, he, yeah, maybe he yeah, is. Come on, bro. Those airlines, they won't take a no yeah. loss. That's lies, bro. The what airlines, kind of losses y'all The hotels, taking? the. I can banks, see the hotels. The banks in 2008. Still, all of it. If it fails, if it's a big business and it fails, why is that more special than a small business failing? I was, I like they, like they saved Ford. They really like, I mean, them saving like Ford when Obama gave them a stipend, right when he was in office. Did did that really did that really save Detroit? If if the, did that is that many people work still working that mill if it went under, <coughs> that it would already be over with. Like the shit is already a fucking ghost town. Yeah, <coughs> that's something that Andrew Yang was. What do you think about? And like automation taking over jobs. Oh, it's coming quick. They just ain't figured out, out. They ain't got it all yet together yet. I think they would be if they wouldn't freak people out. If they go in and see a us android that look like you. <laughs> you. So you think they've already got the technology? It's just yeah, I feel you. Is their biggest thing is introducing it. See, what they realize that the human mind right now is in a fragile state like we're on a tipping edge right now everybody's anxious yeah so if you do something too much right now it could it could cause a major wave and so i think 
if you like if you start pushing out people like like bots and stuff and it ain't gotta be like look like a humanoid like just you know a regular I, I saw a couple years ago, man, when uh, I was going down 301 and they had the automatic stop signs where the dudes used to hold the mm-hmm. signs in the road and they had the machines doing it for them. It was no men. It was just, they were talking to each other in sync. One go up, boom, boom. And it was just like automations. And then I got an email the other day and I was like, like a couple week, a couple months ago, and I was looking at it with Miso Robotics, and they were selling. They was like, "Yo, invest in us. We're ten dollars a share." And it was the little arm in fast food restaurants to do the fries, and it was starting out at ten dollars a share. Now I looked at them again the other day, and then they got Gordon Ramsay uh, advertising, talking for them. Gotcha. They got that a quick. celebrity endorsement. That quick. Yeah. yeah. So I said, I bet you this shit is not ten dollars as a shock stock no more. No kidding. But like LT was trying to tell me, <clears throat> he was like, those type of things, like he's more like mindset, like he's feel like that's kind of far like it's coming, but not like right now. That's the one you want to get in on it though, right? Like I said, <clears throat> ten dollars a share don't sound bad. He's all he's a little conservative for me, but me. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own. It is, I, mean, I don't mean like politically. I mean his like financial. Yeah. Like philosophy. Yeah. But I'm a. But risk, you got, I'm a risk taker, I guess. Yeah. But I think that's the. I think that's probably the path that he followed. Like his his guys that he look up to. Right. That he followed. I think that's what he he follows. But you know, I'm not for sure. But that's what I would say. Well. We've had a, a dope talk so far. Yeah. I uh, don't want to wrap it up quite yet. I just want to ask what, as far as, you know, ignoring that, uh-huh. what would you want to tell the internet, the world of the internet? Any, any thought, like any prevailing thought or idea or whatever that you want to share with the internet? Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. The only way you'll get better in life and ahead is that you accept all truth, even about yourself. And if you can't start that, and if you can't do that within yourself, like you, you're no good to the world or to no one. Because until you can handle yourself and deal with yourself and know what you want, it's the only time where you can really start making a difference in your own life and in others. So I just say be true to yourself. Love, Learn to love yourself. That way you can love others and show others how to do it. Because there's a lot of people out here that do not know how to love themselves or others. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a shame. And I think if we have more people that love, learn how to love themselves... <clears throat> They could make bigger influences in their own lives and in their families. And and when you start in the families or in the tribe, that means the community gets better. And when the community gets better, the area gets better. And then hopefully it'll be like a ripple effect. A ripple effect. So, yeah. 
just the truth and knowing yourself and what it is and being true to it and sticking to it because there's a lot of things today that's going on that would have you, um, you know, go against the grain and, you know, have a sheepish mentality and, and be woe is me and believe everything is told to you. And a lot of it is all lies. And I think that we just need to get back to being the truth and being more primitive human beings. I think we need to get back to some simplicity and uh and because that's what it's really all about at the end of the day i mean what's your goal i'm sorry what's your goal i mean we're fathers so our outlook changed and so so now it's about preparing a way for our bloodline to exist and to thrive when, if something would happen to us. And I know it sounds so cliche but the older I get, the more I think about my, my mortality. And uh, nobody wants to die. And so. Yeah, but I feel like it's something that you can accept. <clears throat> yeah, but as you get older, it's something that now you got to prepare for. Yeah, but the more you accept it, the more that you can live, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Because if you're always, like, worried about it, then you're not really living. You're like... Very true. Very true. But it's very true. But there's a lot of people that worry about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's a lot of people that worry about it. I think just for me, just thinking about it, like, acknowledging, saying, hey, look, man, I got to get my shit in order. Like, that type of look at it. You know what I mean? Not have it to where it control your thoughts, but in a matter where it has to be a part of your your business, <laughs> your future business. So like, yeah, that's about pretty much it, man. That and uh, you know, get get like I said, primitive living, bro. Get back to being part of the earth, walking barefooted, letting your feet feel the dirt. You know what I mean? I I dig it. You know what I mean? I, I I liked what you said when you first started too about, you know I know at least in my experience like the 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 search for truth when that when you first start, you know because of the distractions of the world and just like the way that our culture is like it's so tempting to look for truth outside of yourself yeah for, for some genius person to tell you the truth or to like convey some amazing philosophy to you about like what's the truth and you can hold you'll be able to hold on to that that truth you know but the more you live life and experience your day-to-day life it's the more you realize that the truth is being true to you like what you say the real truth is how you operate and the agreements that you make the decisions that you make on a day-to-day um and on a moment-to-moment basis. Yeah, exactly. Because a moment now could change your life drastically. In a blink of an eye, baby. <laughs> awesome to have you on. Thank you, baby. Episode 50, the way I counted it. You know, there's a lot of episodes that uh, I unpublished for various reasons. Um, there was a few that I just felt like they weren't up to snuff. They, they just <laughs> didn't make the cut for me. Um, and then there was like four episodes where um, I did like a book review and 
uh, when I went back and listened to it, it just it sounded like me just droning on about it. So I was like, <laughs> no, I'm But I do have a bonus episode from when I was a guest on Realized Radio, which I mentioned a couple times yeah. here. And then uh, the quadcast that we did back in the day, that was a three-part episode. Me and James did a two-part episode yeah. uh, back in 2021 as well. So those two-part and three-part episodes are kind of like multiple episodes so they kind of make up for the unpublished <laughs> ones but anyways the way i've counted it this is episode 50 it was awesome to have you for number 50 kenny thank you baby take it easy brother thanks man do you believe in repair what if the kingdom of heaven is within you do you think you would enter huh what do you know huh how do you know truth from the pity of your soul or just cause somebody told you do you think about what you think about do you see yourself in the people that you hang around keep quiet let me think aloud listen up wanna break it down and question your perceptions i'ma break it down down and question your perceptions do you ever question your perceptions do you ever question it oh yeah what if your money was worthless then would you know what you're worth is and reconsider living with a purpose how would you determine what work is are you seeking what's easy to purchase or is it deeper than what's on the surface do you question your perceptions ever have a soul is real huh? it ain't your politicians know your status all of that is fiction so it's real huh? it ain't your entertainment nor the industry i heard is filled with fake shit I need truth, I need truth over everything yeah. I need truth, I need truth above all else I need truth, I need truth over everything yeah. Give me the truth, give me the truth, give me the truth, yeah